Welcome back to another Archetype Aperture. I am Jim, and this is the Daily Jim. Making up for yesterday, I did not record an a Daily Jim podcast. <laughs> Just didn't feel like it. wasn't feeling it. Didn't have anything really to talk about, and my brain was kind of preoccupied with other things. We all have good days. We all have bad days. Yesterday for me was just a not such a good day. It wasn't a bad day. I try to limit the amount of bad days I actually have these days. No one can really, like I told you before, you can't set up for having good days. (laughs) It's just in the moment. Live in the moment, as they say. Today I wanted to talk about something that I read an article and I'm looking at it now and I'm, I'm going to read some of it to you and see, and this is just, this is off of Wikipedia. So it's not technically an article. I mean, I, I guess I could state the sources. Usually they have the sources somewhere. I don't see the sources here. So this may be something that's completely fabrication, but it's something that I've heard about before and I've done before. And as a new photographer coming into the, you know, the world of the professional or just practicing in general, as a new photographer, you don't really have like subjects, places, not places, but things to shoot, ideas for things to shoot. You're limited because you don't really know what you want to shoot. Well, a lot of times, and I know that I did when I was getting back into photography and even when I first started I would take myself to places where there were a lot of people and I would, I would shoot (laughs) photographs of people, you know, just walking around or, you know, people that I thought looked interesting or what have you. And I wouldn't necessarily get their permission. I didn't know all the rules as it were that go along with public shooting now, two, a couple of things, uh, not just two, but uh, there's a couple of things involved. It's all, I'm just going to tell you, it's always best to get consent when shooting in a public place. If you see someone that's interesting looking or someone that you want to photograph, just ask them if you can. The worst that they can say is no. And then you move on. It's always best to get either a written or a verbal consent Oftentimes written is better because verbal can be disputed. But this is a form of photography called secret photography, or they're dubbing it secret photography, Other, otherwise known as covert photography. And it's basically anytime you go and, and photograph or film someone that they are unaware of, that they are being intentionally photographed or filmed, Again, going to a park, taking pictures of people walking around, riding bikes. I've I've shot, I've gone to the beach to shoot sunrises and I've taken pictures of people jogging by or holding hands walking down the beach. I didn't get permission from any of those people. I could have gotten in trouble had I posted those photos and those people saw them or it got back to them that they saw photos. But I generally will distort the photo, the image so that the person cannot be identified. That's kind of my way of safeguarding myself and those people because I don't want people to be upset because they were taking photos of and no one told them. Now I have gone to the beach to do something similar and saw like a cute couple 
and I always carry business cards on me. So, and, and it has my email address on there as well. I'll ask if I can shoot photos of them, send them, I'll tell them, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my card. It's got my number, my email address and my name and everything. So, you know, I'm legit my website and I'm going to edit these photos and I'm going to, I'm going to send you a digital copy so you can have the image. As long as you allow me to upload these photos to my, A, my portfolio and B, my social media content, which again is your portfolio for a lot of beginning photographers. That is the only portfolio they have because buying a website or setting one up is sometimes too costly, which I'll get into that on another podcast because that is something that I did briefly touch on or talk about. There's a cheaper way to start a website. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to look ridiculously beautiful and just everything's perfect. As long as there's resources on there and it, it tells about you, your backstory or what your what type of photography you shoot, what you're being hired for, what type of work you do and your portfolio. That's really all people want to look at. As long as the photos look good on the website, it's, it's in my opinion that the website doesn't have to be just beautiful and a banger. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars having someone create a website for you that nine times out of 10, every person that I've spoken to about that has had a website built and paid for it, it never works right. <laughs> and not only that, but it, it takes so much time to get things uploaded and changed and it, because you have to contact the person that created it they have to go in and write the html it's a pain in the butt and i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole I already although i already have a bit this secret photography thing is it's kind of silly it's it's silly to me but yes you can get sued for taking photos of someone without their consent so best to safeguard yourself whether you want to call it secret photography or not, I don't care. Either augment the photos where the, and what I mean by augment the photos to where they cannot be identified is simply I expose for the background. And a lot of times what happens is the foreground, the people that are in the shot usually are darker than the background. You will just see silhouettes. And to me, I feel like that's perfectly fine. But now if you're shooting street photography and there's like an interesting person out there that has like a colorful outfit on or some cool shoes or like a really cool look about them and you want to photograph them, if they're like a street performer, I've said like a lot in the last like 30 seconds. If they're a street performer, you should pay them. That's my personal opinion. I, I don't believe in just taking things especially if, if they are out there trying to earn a buck and they have a, an actual skill that they're performing in front of people. So yeah, I tip them a little something and just tell them, Hey, do you mind if I shoot some photos? I'm going to tip you. Usually they'll nine times out of 10, they'll say, yeah, go ahead, man. And of course I will send them all the photos and whatever I capture for free so they can use it for their social media. I feel like it's all about the way you approach the situation. Do you come at the situation kind of creepy? Because it can be creepy. Secret, quotey fingers, secret photography can be very creepy. If people are not wanting to be photographed 
and you're sneaking off photos of them, that can be very creepy. The best thing to do is just ask. You may not get what they may say no, and you may not get the photos that you want of that person because, and you really wanted them because they had a really interesting look and it would, you know, that you could take some great photos with them as your subject. It doesn't matter. You just cut ties and move on to the next. And, and if someone's, again, if they're in your, in your back, in the background or what have you, you can bokeh them, you can silhouette them. There's a lot of th- different things that you can do. I guess that the, the purpose for this podcast episode and for talking about secret photography, quote fingers, is just to warn newer photographers that don't really know these things. And, and a lot of times it's the last thing on your mind. A lot of times it's the last thing that you would think of when you're, you just want to shoot. You get excited about the fact that you go out, you, you're going out to create something and you're, maybe you have something in mind, maybe you don't, but I know if you're like me, when I grab my camera bag and I go out and I ride around town looking for a cool spot or just go somewhere that I've never been before, I get excited about what I'm about to create. And I don't always think about the repercussions, but I've been doing this long enough to know now or know better now, (laughs) I guess. It's just a cautionary tale for the new, newer and beginner and intermediate photographers that are coming into the world. Even when you're shooting in a location where there may be other people and you have a model, it's just be careful. That's all I'm going to tell you. Just be very, very careful. Be thoughtful of how you aim your camera, how you shoot, all those things. Going to a park where there may be children is, I'm going to say, is probably something you ought not be doing. Because even if you are you have the, the best intentions and it's all innocent, it's never, you're never portrayed well <laughs> taking photos in a park where there may be children. I warn against it. I don't do it. The only children that I take pictures of are people that pay me to take pictures of their kids for children's portraits or my own kids. That's it. If I go to a park where there's kids playing or if I take my grandson maybe to a park, I don't necessarily pull my camera out. And if I do and there's other parents around, I might let them know, hey, I'm going to be photographing my grandson if I get any of your children in the shots. I apologize, but that's not what I'm doing here. A lot of times, if you just explain yourself, most people will be okay with it. There's, there's the, there is the off chance that somebody will say, nope, please don't. Then you just take your grandkid somewhere else or your kid. You take them somewhere else and you take photos of them somewhere else in a location where there may not be a lot of people or especially or kids. People get a little dodgy when you start taking pictures of of strange kids or a stranger taking pictures of their kids. It can get creepy (laughs) very fast. It's just one of those things that we as photographers, it happens. We don't, we don't have control over it. It just happens. Men, women, young, old, it doesn't matter if you're out shooting and you're taking pictures of people against their, or not against their will, but like unknowingly, or they're, you're taking pictures of kids. It's going to be, it's going to come off as creepy for sure. There was something else too. There was something else that I wanted to talk about. This is the article I read about suing 
for filming without my permission. Can you take a photo of someone without their permission in Florida? Specifically, where do, oh, it's easier to read this way. Specifically, the state provides that no person shall publish, print, display, or otherwise publicly use for purposes of trade or for any commercial or advertisement purpose, the name, portrait, photograph, or other likeness of any natural person without expressed written or oral consent. And I mean, as it relates to this article, this little paragraph here, it, it makes sense. Think about it this way. If you're going to profit from someone's likeness, shouldn't they know about it? And shouldn't they be able to get some sort of reimbursement for that? In my mind, I would say yes, which is exactly why I try to never use someone's likeness without their permission. It's just a simple fact. It's, I could keep, this is like, we're on a, I'm on a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A hamster wheel here. I'm spinning my wheels. I, I know I keep going around and around, but it's fairly important. And this is something that new photographers always run into. So now be warned. <laughs> oh gosh, guys, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you guys listening and I do apologize for, well, you know what? I'm going to apologize to myself because it was my goal to do a daily podcast every single day. And when I miss one, I got to apologize to me, but I appreciate you coming back. Did you go in and look for a new episode yesterday? Question? (laughs) Well, I hope you didn't, but if you did, I appreciate it. And maybe you got, you got a chance to listen to one of my older podcasts. If that's the case, Hey, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I don't really have anything else, guys, so I'm going to cut this short, but I want to just say I love you, and I appreciate you, and I look forward to another day of podcasting tomorrow. Please don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and rate on Spotify because that's all they allow you to do. They don't have a function for reviewing yet. And those are the only two platforms you can really rate and review. But if you feel the need to get in touch with me, it's jwmphoto1 at gmail.com. I've given you numerous times all my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube information. So please feel free to go back and listen to those episodes. Drop me a line. Let me know if there's an something that you would like me to talk about. If there was if there's an issue that you have a question about and you like the way I come at these things and I, the way that I explain things, please drop me a line and let me know. I appreciate you and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.